Hey, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for coming in and joining us today for another episode of the Black and White Men Talking Podcast, episode number 25 to be exact. I have none other than the number one bestseller uh, <laughs> author, Dave Wiseworth, uh, two times author, by the way, first book, uh, Living in a Ditch, uh, got to number four on Amazon's bestseller list and then finishing on fire. Uh, and I let him talk a little bit about that, the number one on the bestsellers list. So Dave, uh, give us a little bit of insight on the finishing on fire, uh, which was actually a tribute, um, I believe to your dad. So yeah, yeah. My dad, uh, just, uh, one of the greatest men in my, my life ever. And I've met thousands of men, but yeah, finishing on fire is the title finishing on fire live living your legacy of purpose passion and prosperity and that's what we want leslie uh, as our show we want everyone to live their legacy of purpose passion and prosperity and i believe if if people do our if our listeners will will implement some of these ideas in this book and what we're talking about you and i we're you know, black and white men are talking and, and we're trying to understand one another and we're trying to help each other so we can both get better. Uh, I, I think, um, you know, our whole whole lives will change. And this world so many times we're, we're just uh, things are being stirred up and, and, and I think lies are being told and and people are fanning the flames of, of uh, anger and hatred and bitterness and all this stuff. When in, in fact, you and I are way more alike uh, than we're different. And I think that's about anybody in the world. We all have very similar values. And, but we let little bitty wedge issues kind of come between us. And, uh, and my book, Finishing on Fire, there's so many stories and, and just, uh, just instances where you can, can make changes in your life. And, and if you'll just take one of those ideas and, and, and put them to work, you're, you'll be amazed at, at what happens in your life. And, and I'm excited about that. But I think as, as people listen to our show, I, I just want, I want them to understand that although we look different and we act different and we, we uh, you know, we have so many differences. No, we've got so many likenesses and together we are much better people. And when we're better people, we've we've got better families and better communities and a better world. And that's that's what we're all about. So I could not have said that any better myself. We're going to jump right into it. We're not going to be long on this episode today. It's going to be one of our shorter ones, but it's it's full of meat and we're going to get right into it. We're going to talk about today's uh, title of today's show is self-control, the tool of peace. And and I think we're at a time in our world and our in our climate with race relations, with just humanity itself, where we, ha we have to learn how to act and speak and, and work through things in peace. And we yeah. have lost that art. We have seemed to have lost the ability to do that in a constructive manner. And I think we have to change it now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, I think in my opinion, of course I was born, back in in the 60s and and i was as a young boy and i saw some ugly things and especially on tv uh with martin luther king and and and, and his self-discipline his self-control that he he displayed for the whole world was 
was magical, in my opinion. And and he was facing so much opposition. And and finally, things changed. The laws got changed, which they should have done long, long ago. And people's hearts have changed. But in the last, say, eight, 10 years, I think social media and, and technology has created some friction there or allowed friction to come in. And we're, we're uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. And, and I think personally in my life and what I've seen, we are uh, better off than we were back. You don't want to go back to 19, you know, 65 and all that garbage. But I think so much is, is, is highlighted of the negative that we think, oh, the world is going to hell. And, and it's awful. And, and, and yes, there's a lot of, a lot of bad things and we will always try to get better and better as we learn from each other. We're going to say, Hey, wait a minute, that's not fair to this person. Let's listen and see what, what the issue is that we can help fix it. And so I, I, I think we've got a much better world, but I think that the, the media and technology, you know, makes it sound like life is just awful and and it can't be you know repaired and and i don't think that's true at all leslie i think there's a lot of good people out there and and most people are generally you know decent people that have decent standards and they want the best for one another not just themselves and so you know we i think we need to 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 have a mindset of you know self-discipline and say wait a minute this is getting reported and this is being talked about, but is that really the way it is? You know, is, is, is it that bad? So I don't know. Well, I think, I think it, it takes, and here's why we, we have to come together and we have to talk to each other genuinely. We have to build great friendships across the lines of race and across the lines of our differences, because what it takes is all the, like I say, 90% of the people live in the middle. 5% are extreme on either side. They get along with nobody but that 5%. So if the 90% yeah. in the middle will have genuine authentic conversations and get like-minded, and we put the 90% in critical positions and we support that, then we can truly change the, that direction. The problem is when we get a 5% in leadership here and a 5% in leadership here, they because they are so chaotic and there's so much of a disturbance, they totally disrupt the peace and tranquility tranquility of all of the 90%. Even yeah. though there's more people at 90%, we tend to be quiet. We tend to think it's somebody else's problem to fix. We tend to think it'll get better if we just do nothing. We tend to not want to get into what John Lewis called good trouble. We don't want to do the work or do anything that's of discomfort to us to change. But the reality is that anything you ever change will cause some discomfort because that's the process of change. Change requires discomfort. It's just in the root element of change. Nothing changes without there being some stress or some discomfort, meaning your waistline doesn't change going in or going out unless there's some discomfort or stress. Either you're going to grow out of clothes or you gonna now get grow back into clothes, but either way, you are gonna have some discomfort in that transition. It's just it's just the nature of the way it is. If you are stretching, you've got to stretch to get limber, but in the process of stretching, you're gonna have some discomfort. If you lifting weights to get stronger, you can get stronger by lifting, but in the process of lifting those weights, you're gonna have some discomfort to get stronger. So yeah. we just have to realize that. 
Yeah. And you know, we're two old football guys. And um, I was just talking to somebody yesterday and we were comparing broken bones and, and, uh, and I was just pointing out how many fingers and thumbs that, that I have broken, <laughs> you know, carrying the football. Cause you know, when you, when you're the uh, running back, they give you that football. There's 11 men on that field that just want to tear you apart. And um, absolutely. <laughs> I was one of them. <laughs> you, you were a linebacker and I was a tailback. And uh, now my brother, he was a fullback and he was a linebacker on defense too. But uh, he, his job was to help block for me and protect me and knock the big guys like you out of the way. But uh, I guarantee you, I didn't score a touchdown every time I, I, I got the ball. I got tackled all the time. And some of those uh, hits, uh, I'm feeling them today. <laughs> I've got, oh, yeah. I've got scars and I've got fingers that are, are uh, malformed. I mean, they they just look pretty funky, but uh, anyway, but, but you're right. It it's, it's painful to go through the change. And when we worked out, when we ran sprints, when we lifted weights to get in, in, in shape for the season, we were tearing muscle. Okay. Right. We were, we were breathing. Our lungs hurt so bad. We just couldn't suck enough air you know, seem like before we pass out. And and so we've got to have that fight in us as, as human beings, as, as men and women, as adults to stand up and say, Hey, this is right. This is wrong. We're not going to put up with the behavior. And I like the way you framed that Leslie and, and more and more, I'm, I'm agreeing with you that 90%, you know, of the people you know, they just want, a, you know, a, a decent life. They don't want a lot of chaos. They don't want a lot of garbage. They don't want all that, that friction. They just want to go do their thing, you know, be happy, raise happy kids, uh, you know, and just be productive. And then there's a 5% on each end, the, the left and the right, that are just knuckleheads. And and they just want, they want the trouble. They want to oh, absolutely. And, the, and it's like, Wait a minute until we we step up and say, wait a minute, bully, you're being you're you're wrong and you're trying to make your little five percent, you know, uh, rule the world. And, and we're not going to let you do that. And and it's on either end. We're not going to allow somebody that that is is angry and hateful and selfish and, and, and just downright mean. And 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 they're just greedy people. We're not going to let them ruin it for everybody because. Well, you know, yeah. what, Dave. Let me let me interrupt you for just a second. There, I think is more important. Here's what I want to say: the problem is the five percent on both sides. They're aggressive. They are ambitious in their approach. They don't mind being disruptive. And the problem, and who I want to speak to right now, is to ninety percent. I want to talk to you, you and I, the ninety percent, because we're the ones that have to get self control to be able to maintain that peace that we desire. The way we're going about it is all wrong. We've been sitting back on the bench watching this circus in the 5% saying, won't they just stop? No, they're not going to stop. They're 5%. <laughs> so they're going to always be loud and going to be obnoxious. All it takes to stop them is for the natty, excuse my French, to get off our butts and do something about it. And yeah. once we collectively get off our butts, we diminish the 10%, the 5% on both sides. They cannot control the 90. But we, when you sit, when we don't have the self-control to do something to protect 
what we desire and love, then the 5% thrive and they win. And we sit back like spectators watching them saying, won't they please stop? It's the most ridiculous thing I ever seen. So when I say self-control is the tool of peace, I'm speaking to my like-minded brothers and sisters, the 90% because we have sat on our butts far too long and we're watching the 5% and we're asking them to be quiet. And that's like asking a class clown to be quiet. They're never going to be quiet because they seek the attention of the masses. And that's why they're the class clown. So the 5% will never be quiet. The only way to quiet the 5% are the class clown is for the majority of the class to speak. Then you drown out the voice of the one. Yeah. That's what has to happen. Yeah. I, yeah. And as you know, in my book, we talked about finishing on fire. Uh, I had the opportunity to go to um, Germany and then actually into Poland to Auschwitz, which Auschwitz was um, a, a Nazi death camp uh, where over a million innocent people were taken in and murdered. And, uh, and I was actually there with one, a friend of mine who was a, a survivor. And, um, and they say actually uh, Hitler who started his Nazi party and, and he was one nutcase and a radical and he was, he was mean. And he, <clears throat> at the height of their power, they only had 11%, I think was the number that was a part of that party. Okay. But they bullied everyone else. And you call them, you know, a class clown or I call them bullies uh, on, on either end. They're bullies and they want their way. And, and they're like, we don't care about anybody else, but our little group. And that's sad. And, and it takes discipline on our part where we say, wait a minute, we, we've got to get in here and we've got to defend the 90% because we don't want our life ruined. And so we've got to have that discipline to say, you know what, I'm going to get my nose bloodied, but I'm going to stick it out there and say, hey, no more. We're tired of you clowning around. We're tired of you bullying the other 90% and, and, and we're going to have to do something. We got to stand up and speak. And and the, the thing I've seen, which which bothers me a lot, is um, is a cancel culture uh, mm. in country uh today it's like okay <clears throat> if you say certain things you are canceled you are just put away and 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 you can't even have a voice and that's wrong now i think if people um have opinions let's hear it okay and then let's decide okay tell me the facts and this is what i want out out of news or or anyone you know and and i think we need to listen but okay just give me the facts i don't care if it's good or bad and then right. let me decide. Okay. And I think that's where we should be with our, uh, you know, with our politics, with people wanting to talk, everyone should have a say. Okay. But, and, and the more you let people talk like the idiots on both ends that are radical or they're mean or hateful or whatever, you let them talk and expose their ideas. They will be exposed for the, for the ugliness that, that is there in their hearts and I think when once people see it and they hear it, they're going to say, oh, that's not what we want for our nation, for our world. We don't want to live in that kind of situation. So, But I, I don't like the idea of the canceling. Now, I'm okay if, if somebody says, if I have two stores to go to and, and I have to get my supplies, my food or something, and, and one grocery store says, hey, uh, they want to discriminate against certain people or, or, or not or whatever, 
I've got a choice and I can go and right. I can spend my money where I want to, but I don't think I should shut a, 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 a business down because they have certain beliefs. I mean, that's up to them and they should have that freedom to, to say, Hey, this is what we stand for. And, and then let people decide and let people make a choice because it's their money. You know, when they go make, make a, a purchase, what they're doing, they're voting and saying, I like you. I like what you stand for. I like the values that you have. And I like, you know, your products and, and go there. But I, I'm not a big fan of the cancel. Well, thing, but let me say this. When we speak of the cancel culture and that, I think that goes back to self-control again, because who gave us the right to claim any culture as our own? Meaning, you know, like I can control my culture. I, you know, me me right i can't even control my wife's culture like who she is as a person that's hers that's unique to us and then together together hear me follow me on this we create our family culture right with our child right it's is we create that together yes with your friends you create your combined culture and your synergy together but that this idea concept that any of us get to make the laws on what culture is acceptable or not is 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 always fascinating me i'm like who appointed who to do that like when did that <laughs> like when when was that election because i missed that one when 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 did that happen like like we trying to police something we don't even own like come on people like here's yeah. the thing what that what that really comes down to is not canceling culture you come out and you tell me your beliefs but it's my position to either agree or disagree. And if I disagree, I can choose not to support your business personally because it's not something I support. That don't mean I cancel you. That yes. just means, but I was never going to be your target audience anyway because I don't align with what you believe. Right. That's like an atheist is never going to align with what I believe spiritually, but we may align on other things. Yes. I'm not canceling them. They're not canceling me. Because even, because, and this one always gets me with Christians itself, where I'm just fascinated because sometimes we're our own worst enemies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we, I said, wait a minute, how are we going to counsel somebody when God never counseled us? <laughs> like, how are we going to counsel somebody that says, behold, I stand at the door and I knock. And if you let me in, I'll come in. Yeah. Like, so how are we doing it differently all of a sudden? So. Guys, self-control to do, to be fair, to be honest, to be decent people, to do the right thing and to check yourself and allow others to check you when you're wrong mm -hmm. and accept the wrong, admit the wrong and correct it. That's all it is. None of us are perfect. I'm going to make a mistake. Listen, I'm going to make a bunch of mistakes every day. <laughs> I just wake up knowing because I'm human and I'm flawed. I need God's grace every day. So I'm yeah. going to make mistakes every single day, every minute of every hour. You better believe Leslie Peters is, is screwing up somewhere. I, I, I understand that. <laughs> but what I'm also going to do is once it's brought to my attention, I'm going to apologize and I'm going to work to try to get better sure. and learn from it. But that's what we got to get back to. That's the messaging. It's not about canceling somebody. Who am I to cancel? I don't have that kind of power. We, we, we've gotten away from what it's about if yeah. you disagree fine then let's have a conversation and see what things we can agree on and let's work together in those areas 
that's all it's about. Like, nobody agrees with nobody on everything. I, you don't I even don't agree think... with your spouse on everything. Oh my it god, gracious people! Like, like <laughs> how did we get so far away? But I'm gonna tell you how we got so far away. Here comes that five percent again. Yes, the reason why we get so far away is because the ninety percent is sitting on the sideline, and we've allowed the five percent full reign to run the show. And guess what? They're running it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we've got to take it back. We got to get off the bench and get in the game and take the game over. Yeah. That's all that needs to happen. Yeah. There's there's a great, I tell you, Leslie, you're spot on. I there's a movie I love uh, years ago, uh, Secondhand Lions. Okay. And it had uh, uh Michael Caine and um oh I can't think of the other guy, the old guys, they're brothers, you know, and they'd gone through life, and the one brother was a uh, a war hero. And, uh, and these, they went into this barbecue restaurant, you know, and they were eating and, and they had their little nephew with them. And, and these four thugs, these, these, uh, white punk boys that were driving around just, you know, raising hell. And they come in there and, uh, and these guys, the, the two old brothers are just sitting there, you know, uh, Robert Duvall was the other guy, Robert Duvall. And he's sitting there at the bar, you know, and, and these, these punks come in and they're just causing a little trouble and mouthing off. And they come up to the, to them and says, Hey, old man, how's that barbecue? And he grabs it, you know, and takes a bite, you know, and, and, um, and Robert Duvall says, Hey, punk, leave us alone. Just, just leave us alone. And, uh, <laughs> and they got all bent out of shape. And, and finally, um, and his brother, Michael Caine says, Hey, now, you know, don't, don't hurt them. You know, you know, take it easy on them. He says, now you just come from the hospital. You had a heart attack and all this. He says, ah, there's only four of them. And, and he goes on a spiel and he says, hey, you know what? These, you know, we're sitting here trying to have a, a meal and these four punks keep going around raising hell and causing trouble for other people. And it, and they're irritating people because we're just too nice to do anything about it. You know, people mm -hmm. just sit there and just take it. But at some point and finally, um, Robert Duvall had enough. He said, okay, you guys irritated enough people and you've irritated us. And he just whipped the tar out of all four of them. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> it was great, great scene, but, but you're right. We need to realize, Hey, we're tired of the bullies. We're tired of people stirring up trouble, right? Dividing us. Cause you and I, Leslie, you know what? Uh, if it was up to the, to these bullies on both ends, we yeah. wouldn't be friends. We oh, wouldn't. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That yeah. would give us not the 99 reasons of why we shouldn't be friends. Which is wouldn't, wouldn't tell us the first reason why we should. And then they would make those 99 reasons so compelling that it would draw us away from it. And if you look at it, that's what's happening in our society and what I'm speaking. And, and I will be honest with you. Today in this podcast, this episode of Black and White Men Talking, Leslie Peters is not talking to the 5% on either side. Leslie Peters is trying to wake up the 90% and say, let's shut these jokers up. Let's shut these punks up, right? Let's put them back in their place because this is not what it's about. And we yeah. represent far more in volume than they do. We're 90% for God's sake. Yeah. Let's put down all of our little differences and look at our combined unilaterities and our combined things that we, we agree with unilaterally. And let's put that together as one force and let's take back our community. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, perfect. I can't even add anything to it, Leslie. And I, I don't think we need to. 
that's the message in this episode. We're going to finish it and leave it right there. Leave it on the tip of your tongue because we. I'm not going to even take the show topic off the bottom of the screen because I want you to remember that self-control is the tool of peace. If we want peace, we got to have the self-control to not allow people to walk over us and we do nothing. We have to have the self-control to speak when we need to speak. And we've been silent for far too long. So that's episode 25 of the Black and White Men Talking Podcast with Dave Wadsworth and myself, Leslie Peters. And we still are challenging you to have real conversations because we still believe that when Black and white men talk, when Jews and Gentiles talk, when Asians and whites talk and Hispanics and Blacks talk, we know that we can truly change the world. So let's get busy talking. (laughs) 